Well, good morning. Good to be with you this first Sunday of 2022 as we begin this new series. Now, I wonder if you've ever played the game Spot the Difference. We all know how it works, don't we? Two pictures are put side by side that look identical. But then slowly, one by one, we're able to find the differences between them. So let's have a quick go at this one. I'll I'll, I'll assume the best of you all. Let's try this next one. This is a bit trickier and a seasonal one. Who can spot any differences there? See that tree on the right? There's only one tree on the bottom picture. You see the red on the back of the third camel's saddle. What's that one? The second camel's got an orange bridle. Any others? We'll do a few more. There's a beard on the second wise man. He wasn't sponsored by Gillette. But yes. You know, I didn't see that one before. The top picture, the star's a bit brighter, isn't it? I'm sure there's many more that we could spot. Well, well done. Um, now, that game was played to give us an understanding somewhat of what this passage is about today that we're looking at from Luke 6. And as uh, Edward mentioned earlier, as we start this new year, we're beginning a series called Foundations looking at how we can build on the right foundations for our Christian life, both as a church, but also as individuals. And I think foundations are, are what is underneath. Think of a building, the foundations, what's underneath? What, what are your underlying beliefs and trusts? And the interesting thing about this passage is it's a bit like a spot the difference game, but it's a spot the difference game with a twist. Now, firstly, two houses, that's what we see in our passage, There's two houses, and I think we can assume that the houses might have looked quite similar and maybe were even built by the same person. We don't know for sure, but let's assume that, that they they look very similar, built with the same materials, and they both look good and were well built. And it's great that I've been given that illustration because often doing talks is made easier for everyone if there's an illustration to help us understand things. And Jesus has given one here already, so I'm not going to think of a different one. So we'll work with that. So we've got these two houses, but we're told something about what's behind it all. This is a parable. It's a a vehicle Jesus uses to teach us something about the kingdom of God. And Jesus says they're to be understood as two different people. And just as the houses appear to look the same, These two people could also be seen very similarly. They both share one big thing in common. And it's there in the passage, they've both heard Jesus' words. We see that in verse 47 and 49. They've both heard him. No doubt at the time, lots of people were walking around listening to Jesus. And they'd heard his words. So these two houses are an illustration, a picture that represents these two different men. Two houses, but two foundations. Now, continuing with the picture of these two houses, although they look the same, there's a big difference between them. If you put them side by side and played spot the difference, you might not have seen any difference between them. But here's the twist. The spot the difference is a tough one with these two houses because the difference is not very clear as it appears. It's a difference that's below the surface. It's the difference of their foundations, what they're built upon. 
Now we read in the passage that the house that was built on rock didn't fall. It stayed firm when the great flood came because it was well built. But the house built on ground without a foundation, we can assume that would be sand perhaps or something without solidness to it, collapsed when the flood came. They both looked really well built, these two houses, but they had very different foundations. One of them was built on the solid foundation of the rock. And by that, I don't mean a steady diet of action films, but a far greater rock. But the other house, in contrast, was built on a foundation of sand. And the interesting thing is that both houses seemed to be absolutely fine. All looked good until their foundations were tested by a great trial. The trial of this flood that came and it exposed. They had very different foundations and only the house built on rock passed the test and was left standing firm. The house built on sand collapsed and as we read, its destruction was complete. Now you might be thinking, how do you know this is all true? So we're going to have a little experiment. Now I have to warn you, I tried this last night and it did work. So I hope it works again. And if you guess where I got the house from, it is Sarah's. So here's our house built on a solid foundation of rock. Let's see what happens when I pour a bit of flood water in there. It remains pretty firm, doesn't it? What about, you know, floods, they rock and go to and fro. It's staying pretty firm. It's not going anywhere, is it? It's built on rock. What about the house built on a weird foundation? A shaky foundation. What happens when we pour the water in? to the house built on the shaky foundation. What we see is that it begins to become a little bit vulnerable. It looks okay, but over time as the floodwaters rise, and then as it's shaken about, oh, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. Let's put that house back on the rock. Now what we can see there is it's important to have the right foundations. The rock, the solid foundation, or the uncertain foundation, the weak foundation, sand. Two very different foundations. And of course only the rock passed the test when the flood came. Think of rock, it's strong and solid. But sand is weak and fragile. And we're told what the foundation in the passage is. It's about building a life on listening to Jesus and living for him. And if we do that, we'll have rock-solid foundations. You see, in contrast, though, if we only listen to Jesus but don't live for him, don't put his words into practice, we'll have weak foundations of sand. Two houses, two foundations, but also two trials. Now, the first verse of our reading read, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Jesus is speaking to all the people who are following him, his disciples, who are claiming his name. He says, why do you call me Lord, but don't do what I say? So we know this parable here is about our response to Jesus' words. And the illustration of the two houses and these two buildings, what that represents 
are those two different men, their responses. They've both, remember, heard Jesus' words, but only one of them, verse 47, has been putting them into practice. The other, verse 49, has not. And it's very challenging, these parables that Jesus tells. They're often very challenging. And this one is no less so, because what Jesus is saying is it's possible to be a hearer of God's word, but not a doer. To look just like someone else at church, perhaps, just as the two houses look very similar. Maybe even in a spot the difference game, we might not look that different to one another in terms of how we appear at church and what we do. Maybe we come each week to church, we're involved in lots of different things. But in our lives, we may not be putting Jesus' words into practice. We could certainly say, if we come to church each week, that we're, we're hearing Jesus' words. Maybe we even hear them through our own personal time of reading his, his words in the Bible. But the big question, as we start this year, 2022, the challenge Jesus presents us with, is what will you build your foundation upon? Do you both hear my words and do it, Jesus is saying. You see, if we only hear it but don't do it, we're like the person that appears to be fine. A bit like that house that appeared to be fine until the foundation was exposed as weak and built on sand. It's possible that even some of us here today are listening to Jesus, and that's a good thing. That's the first step, if you like, but we're not carrying on and following him as disciples. We come to church, but we don't yet follow Christ. And it's a hard thing to hear, but Jesus is telling us this because he loves us. He wants us to survive these two great trials that I think he's pointing to here. And firstly, it's the trial of life, the, the challenges and troubles that come through life. It's not easy. Life, is it? Certainly this last period hasn't been that easy. It could be difficult times and challenges that we face at school or work. Just the general challenge maybe of living the Christian life. The challenge and conviction we feel to change things in our lives. To stop doing some things and to start doing others. It could also be the troubles of the suffering that life brings. The, the tiredness and burden that that brings. All Christians suffer in this life in one way or another as we age on. That could be physical or emotional suffering, but it will be something that we all experience. 